0: Yo, this is Art the Architect, with more than a haircut podcast, and I have Professor Kareem Lotus who has some information to share with the Power of Network tonight, or today, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, um, yeah, I'm like, what in the world is wrong with this thing? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, try to stay on point. But now nah, it's all good. How you doing though?
1: I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself, Big Brother?
0: I can't complain. Just um I'm I'm big on not forcing things. I'm just like, man, you know, I know you had some things going on, traffic and all and all kinds of stuff. So it's it's all good. But um I did, you know, I did have I say questions and definitely the topic is the power of marketing. You know, first I want you to introduce yourself to the listeners, if you don't mind.
1: No, I don't mind at all, but if I may first, brother, thank you so much for allowing me on your podcast. Um, I do realize that it is an honor and a privilege, so I thank you for that. Um, I would say, what is the best way to introduce me? Um, first and foremost, I am a mother of two. Okay. And I start there because that's my training ground, is my home. Okay. Um, From there, I am a consultant uh, for business development. Mm. I've been working as a consultant now for for, since what 2005 and then working with business, small business startups. Okay. And then at about 2010, I was um, invited to work with nonprofits. So I began doing that and been working with nonprofits for the past nine years which really introduced me to um, social marketing, which we could talk about maybe a little later on. And that was my focus for the past nine years. Um, I'm also a professor um, at a university here in Atlanta. And I've been teaching business studies now off and on for about, mm, maybe about 12 years. Um, But I also have background, uh, especially for those who are from Atlanta uh, in radio where um I used to produce afternoon drive for Kiss 104.7, Kiss 104.1. I worked with one of the startup stations 97.1 Jams before leaving radio. So that's kind of just a highlight reel of of who Professor Karima Lotus is.
0: I got you. So, you know, um since you know since you laid out the, the red carpet in the background too, I want to say to highlight everything like when you say communications, and then we're dealing with college, how important is it? How important is the communication with your children? Would you say it's exceptionally important to
1: me? Um, you know, it's funny, brother, because one of the things that I think we have gotten away from, just as a as a people, is sitting at the foot of our elders. We don't do that the way we used to. Um, and that's why we, there's a lot of training that we've lost from one generation to the next.
0: I say, and so, I say training and skills.
1: Absolutely. You know, <laughs> absolutely, brother. And so the time that I spend with my, with my children, I spend sharing, like really pouring into them. So everything that I learn of good and then lessons learned from the bad, I pour into them. And I also allow myself to be fed by them as well, because I don't believe that children come here knowing nothing.
0: Yeah, Um,
1: You know, and so I'm also ready to receive, because to me, children are closer to the purest essence of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when they're speaking to me, I feel like God is speaking to me. And so I really um, open myself to them and and try to be as receptive uh, as possible. So that's, you know, that's how I grew up, sitting at the foot of my grandmother, who, who is now 99 years young. Praise yeah. be to Allah for that. And um, prayerfully, my children will um, develop that same love and appreciation for learning from elders. Um, yeah. Although I don't consider myself to be old. <laughs> yeah. Um I, <laughs> but I still think you know there's something to be said for learning from people who have walked the earth a little bit longer than you. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. I mean, it's uh, I you know, just just to piggyback off of what you're saying, it's just more or less like, in order for me to uh, get into a point in a place in my personal life, it was because of not only like my 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 father, but it was my grandfather, it was mm-hmm. my uncles. It was uh, some of my homeboys parents it was a, it was the streets it was it was my brother it was just there were there were definitely influences at the time but I can say like I can respect and I can understand when you say elders because it's just more or less like what I gained from just being around them I could never learn in a in a university or a college or any that's school. right but it's also <laughs> at the same time it was a school of learning that I had to go through to where now it's just more or less like I can see why I, I gained that information from them at a mm-hmm. time where um growing up we I know me and a lot of other guys because I'm originally from Memphis. I know a lot That's of us a lot of a lot of the guys around my age, we always said that um twenty five was the age that we just wanted to make it to and see. Wow. And a lot a lot of that was the facts of how things were going on in the city, not just going on in the city, but what was going on on a national level and an international level, because it's just more or less like I personally got tired of of knowing knowing certain people that was just like, hey, the only thing we know is our block. We are gonna stay in this in this radius of our block. So when you had that mind frame, you can't see past. Okay, yeah, let me take a trip to Mississippi, or they might not have the resources or the funds. To be able to to see things like that, so it's like mm-hmm. I'm really seeing that what my uncles and them and what my pops were sharing with me, the wisdom that they shared it's it's uh it's starting to pour out now because i'm 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 in my thirties, and a lot of the younger guys say, What's up uncle what's up this then the third and it's more or less like, man, I'm still growing so at the same time, I can respect it. Like when you were saying, as far as like the children and them, and them feed you as well as you feed them, it's just more or less like, it's the same vibe that I get being a barber or uh, just recording music, doing film work or any type of thing artistic that I do. It's just more or less like I'm, I'm finding myself giving more and sharing more. Mm
1: -hmm. So, you
0: know, I just, I do, I do consider communication a, a vital key and, um, I say a landmark for um, for growth. And I and I also and I also could say even on the um on the on the on the on the social level it's um it's some things of instant gratification that's that's really been um killing the people relative to me not necessarily physically but on the on the mental and the spiritual level that I see and at times I kind of laugh at it and I question it at the same time because, one, I'm not in, in these people's shoes. Two, I'm not a female. But three, the other thing is that we were watching a video at the shop one day. And mm-hmm. it was dealing with BET and it was dealing with K. Michelle and a, and a couple other women that were, they were, um, I'm just going to say, ad, they were getting ass shots for a lack of better terms.
1: I remember that. Yes.
0: Where it's it's like, you know, these women are changing their um their bodies in order to quote unquote say that they trying to impress a man, but it's more or less like a lot Mm -hmm. of men, a lot of men that I know, we not even we not even tripping off the ass shots. It's more or less like what's on what's on your mind or what what can I share and pour into you to come out versus oh you you really to me it's more or less the women don't have the confidence, or mm-hmm. they haven't been poured into from a father or a grandfather mm-hmm. or the, the male that that should have been there. And then three, that they you know they lack confidence. So it's just more or less like, How do you feel about that? And what's you know, being a woman in this day and time and seeing that is am I accurate or am I off or what?
1: Well, I, I'm in a thousand percent agreement with you. I actually saw. That documentary that you're referring to, I, I can't recall the name of it right now. Um, and I, I listened to K Michelle first. I think she's very courageous.
0: Yeah, she is.
1: And the reason why I say that is because it's and not. Is she from my city. It's really? She from Memphis. She from Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's it's nice. not easy to come before the world as judgmental as we can be,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. and and open up yourself to be vulnerable and to open yourself up to critique and criticisms yeah you know the fact that she was honest enough to say hey i got these butt injections because i was having a series of failed relationships with men and i thought this would change the game she's not the only woman who believes that but when you were saying that there was something that i read um it was a book that a a student minister wrote willie muhammad I think it's called How to Get the Love You Deserve. Yeah. And one of the things that he um, quoted was a uh, scientist that said that female children and their connection or relationship to their fathers, that their father's interaction with them actually assist in the, um, how can I say, the brain development Of that girl like his interaction actually helps to develop her brain and they said up to the age of five years old so when you think about the impact of fathers in the lives of their female children we just talked about that specifically but of course it's both children yeah then it takes the conversation of a father being more than just a- than a check than a child yeah. support check I agree. It, you know what i'm saying like it's it's so much deeper than that his impression on that child is molecular yeah you know, and so her being um having an inclination to low self esteem having an inclination to requiring validation all that starts way back. In her childhood, mm-hmm. you know, and so you know we're all broken from a lesser to a greater degree. We're not beyond the the realm of um, of healing, but we also have to realize that there's some heavy I call it heavy lifting that we have to do long before we entertain certain types of relationships and that heavy lifting requires us to go back into those areas in our lives and begin to heal those parts of ourselves. Yeah. Um, you know, I have my own strategies, you know, by which I engage that. However, everybody has their own path that they have to take. Um, but one thing I want to share briefly about communication, communication is not just the verbal. As a matter of fact, most of, and when they break it down, I think it's, uh, oh, what is his name? It's not coming to me right now, but he had a, a pie chart outlining the, per- the percentages of what makes up or constitute communication. A portion of it is the language, the actual words we use. A portion of it is um, the the tone. And the third is the body language. Yeah. And when I think of body language, what I think of is what our children are watching us do. That speaks louder than what we're telling them. So just the action the action the action. You know, when we say, you know, action speak louder than words, that's that's one of those few, you know, expressions or phrases that's actually
0: true. Oh no you know? I, I agree. I mean I agree and you know I'm not really cutting you off, but it's just more oh, no. or less like um you know I can I can piggyback off of that with I was uh, I had my, my children with me this weekend and my my son my son and I were going we go over these flash cards from Dr. Boyce Watkins called Black Millionaires of Tomorrow. Wow. And I see you a, nice. I seen your um I seen your video of what I'm speaking of, but Please. it's just showing cards that may say like one of the cards was um I say two of the cards. One one had what a producer was on the front of a card, so he would have to get a definition. He wouldn't see the definition, but he was he would have to guess it based on what he saw on the front of the car. Then mm. he'd have to see what a producer is and then look on the back of the car. You know, I I, I have it hidden where he couldn't see it. But me filming it, I can share it with him. He can share it with his cousins. He can share it. I can share it with my homeboys or whatever. And it's just more or less like that's around with education. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then communication too. Then the... Um, You know, speaking in terms of what you were saying about uh, father and his daughter, um, my daughter and I was um, making up a drink and um, a drink that I I wound up making and taking to some of my, you know, coworkers at work and they really enjoyed the drink. So I was Hmm. showing my daughter, you know, let's make this drink. Let's see how it tastes. You like it. We can take it to a a few of the barbers, let them sample it and taste it, see if they like it. On top of that, it's just more or less like, look, going back to what I was showing her brother, as far as being a producer versus a consumer. Instead That's of having, right. instead of having your hand, now put your hands to work. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. now, so now, you know, if I, if, if I'm never, if if I'm not here, I say, if I'm not, if I no longer exist, I can at least say that what I planted as a seed for the children was like, look, here's a video. You can see what a producer, and a consumer is. Also, you can produce and make a drink. Not only that, my daughter came; she drew something in one of her uh, drawing books, and it was it was a nice it was a nice character, w- in which I thought it was. And we wind up I wind up taking a photo of it, turning it into a sticker. And my home, my my college roommate, my former college roommate, wind up digitizing it and turning it into an image to where. It's in the digital world, so now we're able to take take that image, show something that she she drew up, reproduce it now you know, we're showing her like look, we took it from one step, took it to another one. Now we're working on getting hats and a few other items done for her, but now my college roommates want he wants to do a collaboration of his brand and her image. And now it's just more or less like, look, if if we can, if we can learn this thing about business, about marketing, about branding, about knowledge, about information, and apply this in a way in which they can understand group economics now, then guess what? It's not just the money. It's not just the communication. It's not just the time. It's not just the effort all of these things combined
1: mm-hmm.
0: and now going forward it's like it's 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 not me trying to get over on you or i got all the information no the information is the the information is the key and that's what that's what's gonna go over and that's what's gonna absolutely. go on the whole things
1: absolutely and i think um to complement that as well is exposure. So hopping on a plane, taking her to you know different parts of the world where they show her mm-hmm. um, the raw material. There's you know that grows from the how that's converted into thread. How the thread is converted into fabric. You know, like actually learning the entire process of yeah. production. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's important like one it's funny because i used to homeschool my children when they were younger and one of the favorite my favorite shows that i used to um show them was called how does this work you ever seen that show no oh you get a chance it it It, uh, no you don't see anybody they just you just hear a voice and they teach you how different things are made or how they work um, so, like, if you ever want to know how paper towels are made, they take you from the very beginning and they show you how paper towels are made.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think it's important so that we can see how one item that you grow or one one product that you grow from the earth, the many different ways in which you can use that one thing. Yeah. It's really quite phenomenal, you know what I mean, when you really think about it. But it also allows our children... The opportunity to think about how to use things in other creative ways, um, because that's they're the ones that's going to really make all things new through the ideas that they give birth to. Um, but if we don't provide them with a good foundation, then it make then it, then they struggle at it, and then communities around the world that do teach that will eclipse us
0: yeah um I mean, on many I, different levels. i I feel that but then i also i also question like when you say you know struggle i think i think struggle is good, you know what i mean like um I'm not gonna say that they should get it easy, but there should there should be a process kind of like i asked i asked my um and i and I i know I said this before, but i asked my i asked my relatives like uh before you know, when they pass on, like what are what are y'all gonna leave us? And there was like a hug and some sugar. And I <laughs> I personally cursed them out, like, you know, you know, that's that's some bullshit, you know. Excuse my French, but it's just more or less like, if if that's what you are leaving me, you know, I get that. I need a hug, I need some sugar, but at the same time, it's like I gotta I gotta not only and I not only do I have to survive, I gotta live on this planet because you are you no longer here. All I'm gonna have is your existence. So me personally, what I started doing is filming those interactions with those people. Like I, I I hate I didn't get that chance to do it with my grandfather, just conversations or whatnot of the wisdom that he was sharing that I could pass on to my kids and their kids eventually. But um it's just more or less like I think the struggle is a is a is an aspect that is necessary meaning most most kids you know you ask them like uh how do you get a fish and most of them think you get it from the grocery store versus mm-hmm. going to a pond and fishing or going to the lake or to the ocean or to the sea and fish so it's just like you said just going back to seeing how things work how start up just like I was able to show my daughter from the standpoint of you drew this up, we took a picture, we digitized it. Now it's a stick and a button. You can have product in Memphis and Atlanta and everywhere you go and you can, you can use marketing as a tool. And that's, you know, that's part of what my, you know, like my interest is now is the the learning more about marketing, learning how it works and even, even, understanding marketing i i think i understand marketing better than i did um uh, social media i say and if if you don't mind like how would you define marketing when it comes to social media
1: okay well if i if i can just speak to something very quickly just to clarify something yeah. when i say in terms of struggling i'm a firm believer that we should leave the generation that comes after us in a just straight. in a, in a Either better either as good as or better yeah i I'm in agreement to, to to give them a um a launching pad by which they can ascend into an, another level, and so but when we don't do that, when we um leave them debt, when we leave them drama yeah. when we leave them you know what i'm saying to me we're we're setting them back.
0: You, and that's you, that's what I mean by that. No, it's cool. But, but and I and yeah. I wanna and I wanna add on to that. It's yes, a, sir. it's a couple of things that play in part to that too. Where it's like from my point, from my vantage point, every time that I've seen progress is being made, just like a snake that's slithering and making moves to rise to its to its height, the head of the snake is cut off. And then it's like it's time to regroup like ants do. You
1: mm-hmm. know.
0: So when, when we see that on top of, okay, like, and I'm referring to when Tupac was alive, he he inspired men as he talked about wanting to do things that he never got a chance to do. And mm-hmm. now we see somebody like Nipsey Hustle. Mm. You know, to me, if you if if people can't look at him as a superhero and I won't say a carbon copy of of what the book says Jesus is, but he had many layers of him that most people won't even begin to see in another lifetime, in two or three lifetimes. But what he set in motion is some things that's not going to happen until 2020 because of what he was able to move and do and groove. And I, and I, I was a part of some of that stuff as well as I even had my own family members telling me like, bro, we wish we would listen to you 20 years ago. Mm. And this was like right right before he died and after, and I'm like, you know, we all don't see things at the same time. But what I have to share, if you don't see it, I get it.
1: But mm-hmm. you know,
0: I I don't want to just go too far off the off the off the topic. But it is to me, it is a part of the social marketing too, because um, his his death opened up his life. Hmm. And it, When I say that, it's just more or less like, from a health standpoint, he was he was reading, he was getting on health. From a business standpoint, he was big on business. From a protection standpoint, he had a he had a, a I say an entourage, and not necessarily a gang. Um, so just just those three sectors alone, he was able to use what he read from a book called Contagious. To help develop a strategy and he marketed his product well. Mm-hmm. So now it's just like how would you define social marketing now in today's time?
1: Well, first, um, you know, may Allah be pleased with uh, Brother Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. I, I really I'm still learning more and more about him. Unfortunately, like one of the things that I cannot stand about when we transition is that we don't learn enough about one another while we're living. It always takes us making a transition for us to really learn what we should be learning while each other is alive. It's the whole concept of giving people flowers while they live. Mm. Um, And I wish that we would do that more. However, I mean, it's not an accident that the scripture says and we will send save yours after them uh, not one yeah more than one so that means that yes there is a prophetical Jesus yes but then he also has the ability if we you know uh pick up our cross and follow him then we too should be doing the deeds and the actions and the works of a Jesus and that's exactly what brother nipsey was doing and
0: his name his name and god will rise so it's like god will rise that's right yeah so it's like what what more can i say what more do i have to say if my actions are pleased
1: absolutely and and we make the mistake too of judging um brother nipsey and others like him who may have had uh, a past or a history that we may not agree with but anybody who studies anything about scripture will know there wasn't not one prophet that did not have a concern not one <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> from being liars cheaters adulterers murderers you you name it there was a prophet who was that Yeah, but it did not stop God from taking them and using them to go after his people so, you know, I, I think what Brother Nipsey has done in his brief 33 years um, is really an inspiration and I hope and pray that we have many more Nipseys that um, are birthed as as a result of watching his works and, and learning more about the legacy that he has left with, with us. Um, to me, what he did was indeed, in its purest sense, social entrepreneurship. Um, Taking businesses and using those businesses to fund programs, initiatives, um, and economic development for the benefit of those who have been most disenfranchised and rejected um, by society. Mm -hmm. And and the promotion thereof is the social marketing component. a lot of that I would venture to say is in his music,
0: you know, I mean, not, Uh, not just, not just the, I mean, the music, the videos, the conversation, the interviews. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I mean, anytime a major corporation like McDonald's or here, I'll give one even more deadly um, Percocet can give a rap artist, uh, make them an agreement that, if you use this word Percocet in your hip-hop songs, we will pay you X amount of dollars every time you say it. Why are they Why are they paying an artist to do that? It's a part and of marketing. marketing. Yeah, you're right. They know that if young people hear that and they hear it from an artist that they know and they love and they admire and that they're going to ultimately follow because that artist becomes what's now an, called an influencer, they know that if they hear that, that they're gonna go out bang a bus, even though they don't have a prescription. They know that. They know it's going to feed a, a, a underground market, but they don't care because they're gonna make money off of the death and destruction of our young people. So if you can do that in a negative with a negative product, then surely you can do that with a positive. And Brother Nipsey did that in his in his lyrics of his music. Mm-hmm. You know. um... And I, I think it's just extraordinary and I hope and I pray that other artists um will duplicate that. Now that's not to take away from other artists who have um been doing that for many years, you know. That's not to take away from your public enemies, that's not to take away from your Jay-Z with four forty-four, it's not to take away from, you know, if I go way, way, way back, you know, your <laughs> Grandmaster Flash and all of them it's, it's not to take away from that But it's just to say he's continuing a legacy yeah. Now it's an opportunity For those who come after him To continue on And do it in their own way But all of that is an expression of social Marketing um, That's feeding into social entrepreneurship And to be honest with you Brother Ari Having worked with nonprofits For these past nine years If you're looking for grant money to fund programs In our community it ain't gonna happen. Number one, they're requiring more and more nonprofits to collaborate, which means you're splitting dollars, which means it's almost like the hunger games for nonprofits. Then the second thing is you have a current president who is very anti-Grant. Matter of fact, he's so against um, any kind of social relevant benefits that he's trying to eliminate, uh, the civil service loan forgiveness for education, where if you commit five years of your life to working with nonprofits or working with any type of community development, you know, under former president, uh, Barack Obama, you can get your student loans forgiven. He's trying to eliminate that. So anything that helps to benefit us as people in our development, um, activities or efforts is being attacked and so we have to learn other creative ways of funding the things that we need to fund and I think social entrepreneurship is the way to go for us yeah Um, it will help us employ ourselves and it will help us to fund the programs that we so desperately need to be funded
0: yeah I think um I think the other thing I guess to to I don't know how I say. It, it just piggyback off it. I think. I think more so. Uh, what Nipsey did was like icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, it's a quote by Garvey. He always said, "Uh, you know, uh, a a tree that doesn't know its roots really is uncivilized." Mm. And you know that's 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 not that's not accurate in what he said, but that's what I picked up from what he was saying, being in that Nipsey got a chance to, to change and transform when he went to Eritrea with his father at 18. Mm-hmm. And then he just went back again recently. So I can only imagine what he was able to do, reconnecting with his roots and really seeing that. Like I saw an interview where he was saying he, he was saying doing lunch, The whole town was shut down, and everybody. The school was (laughs) shut down. The banks were shut down. The whole city was shut down, and the whole family would go and feast together. That's right. That's right. So, in my in my mind, in my heart of hearts, it's like he was seeing something totally different that was on a regular basis going on in in L.A. or in on Crenshaw. So it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, if that's what he was seeing. And that's what was going on. And my mind of mind and my heart of hearts is like, okay, what's the difference in what's going on and what can go on now? Meaning that if if I'm at a job and I'm seeing that robots are doing the jobs that people were doing, if I'm not preparing to be able to solidify, like he was solidifying jobs for people in the area in the neighborhood where he was about to tear down the whole space. A spot where he got killed at and turned it into a, a high rise and affordable living housing then it's like what what am I doing or what are other artists doing to either buy back the neighborhood, create jobs uh, mm-hmm. learn about group economics and going forward like what are we going to do when these apartments that people are trying to live in they're going to be like $2,000 a month are they going to be able to afford a one bedroom for $2,000? A lot of people not. Mm-mm. So it's like, when does 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 logic and knowledge reign supreme, or are we gonna keep chasing our tails? Is my question.
1: Well, from my understanding, he also um, read message to the black men that actually outlines Muhammad's economic blueprint, which a lot of the um, activities that he engaged in was right, you know, in in line with that blueprint. I agree. Um, I, I've i been blessed to be able to travel to many different countries and I've lived in an African country and um, in Senegal in particular um, yes, that, that shutdown that he's referring to happens there as well and mm-hmm. so I'm very familiar with that. Um, we may not we may not have done it here for you know two or three hours but there was a time in our community when we would sit down at the dinner table you know if you didn't if you missed anything else breakfast or lunch you got dinner yeah. everybody, everybody was at the table at dinner um then it kind of moved, sunday dinner yeah. you know what i mean where everybody was at you know big mama's house or grandma's house having referred to her every sunday you know so that we took what we could of that um legacy you know, um, but in the destruction of our family, which is indeed very much by design, it eliminated that.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it eliminate it eliminate and, and spewed out what it want to spew out to where it's like now everything is about confusion on so many different levels and layers.
1: Absolutely. But we have to, but we also have to understand that ye are all God's children, the most high God. We have the ability to create and recreate our reality and that's the thing that I think if Brother Nipsey didn't do anything else he showed those who didn't think it could be done that reality could in fact be recreated he manifested that in a very very real way
0: yeah
1: and so now you can't say well we can't do that nah I mean, the, that's... the demonstration of love that I saw for him with the vigil and the funeral, i mean mm-hmm. i I was not there physically. Yeah. My brother when I tell you, I cried when the family cried. You know what I'm saying, like yeah. I felt a loss, I feel the loss, and I never met the brother, didn't know anything about him until unfortunately you know he he was taken from us
0: oh for, real? but
1: I feel, but I feel him, yeah, I feel his family, I feel his spirit because one thing you can say about the righteous is that there is a universal bond that links us all and that's it's that bond that resonated with my spirit
0: yeah
1: I you know I and agree. and I, um but the overwhelming love yeah not just in LA
0: no, i saw it vigil- it was in oh. new york <laughs> i mean
1: unbelievable and so it really i said you know what if i gotta die i gotta i want to die to die die the death of a muslim i want to die the death of one who is in the service of our people and who's submitting to god that's how i want to go if i gotta go
0: yeah it's doing the work and that's you know yeah and that's um and it's it's. I the def- same, you know, like when when Tupac died, it's the same feeling I had when Nipsey Hussle died, where it was just like, man, and it's it's almost, I won't say it's almost, but what Tupac spoke about, Nipsey not only spoke, but he actually materialized it,
1: that's in the right. physical,
0: and it's like, that's right. So you know, I know it's a lot of it's a lot of battles, it's a lot of words, like. He not Jesus and this that and the third and I, I went back and forth with a brother but I was like you know I don't know I don't know a brother that made sure the whole school got shoes I know a few brothers is doing it but he made sure that the, all the students had shoes I mean shoes not only mm-hmm. did he, not only did he do that he was taking care of the football team you know mm-hmm. not not only that you know he he started a trust fund for, for his kids he got life mm-hmm. insurance a million dollars life insurance mm-hmm. um it's a casino that's getting ready a casino resort that's going to be out in 2020 he reestablished a, a skating ring with some other guys that got refurbished from the the uh the ride in 92
1: mm-hmm.
0: he he got into a uh a, a cryptocurrency program that's dealing with music that I was involved with early on mm. in the early stages of it as well as it's a cryptocurrency company called Follow Coin that he invested in. And I was mm. I was introducing people to it, but like always, they was like, man, this nigga crazy. But I'm like, you know, I don't I don't mind it. But people will come to me later on saying, man, where the information? And I'm like, man, I'm I'm really on to something else now. I'm really, mm. I'm really up the road. Like, like even when my family was like, Um man, we should have been listening to you, but I'm like, I was suggesting to them, hey, let's go shop at this black grocery store. So that way, at least they know they got our family's money and it's touching it's touching their hands. And now the now the now the black grocery store dead in Memphis. It's not even there anymore. And then they'll call me up, like, yo, and I'm like, Well, look, what we gotta do is. We gotta own a building where y'all have y'all businesses at so the kids can come in. They need to sit down and do their work, just like when you go into an Asian spot. The reason they can do what they do is and charge the price that they charge because look how many agents that's working together and they gonna get mm-hmm. they gonna get guaranteed money. It's no telling where they live at and what community they live in. They might drive an hour to get to work, but guess what? Mm-hmm. You might not be willing to sacrifice that because your ego is in the way, not just your ego. You' broken, and then on top of that, you don't know the financial literacy. You don't you don't understand what it means to like sacrifice and say, "Look, for the for this next year, all I'm gonna eat is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I'm gonna drink milk." Most people don't want to do that. They wanna they they want to use the quote unquote marketing and social media and fake a lifestyle that's not really real.
1: Mhm.
0: And then when it's
1: it, oh, I'm sorry.
0: No, nah, And then and when it comes to, it's just like. Oh, you know, you don't have anything to show for things after after mm-hmm. doing all this quote unquote finesse and flogging and faking.
1: Mm-hmm. And when I look at the Asian community in particular, you know, they have associations that actually loan them the capital necessary. Um, they share with them what businesses are lucrative businesses, what areas are good for them to establish their businesses in. So they have a network through their association that helps them, they that have, helps them touch, touch ground. Absolutely. And we do too. We just don't utilize or leverage our resources in the same way.
0: Right. Now,
1: when I look at the Africans, um, as well as Caribbean, which is my uh, ancestry, direct you know more immediate, yeah. Um there there's the usage of susus. Yeah. You know. Um, but here in America, they want to say susus are illegal. You know, anything that we use that helps us to kind of get that leg up is considered to be illegal, but they can do what they do to get their businesses started. But susus are are very instrumental, especially in African Caribbean communities. That would be that starter capital, that lump sum that you would need to really kind of oh. get yourself going. You know what I mean? That's that's you know Um, if we have you know being able to get loans from banks and stuff like that even our own bank Mm -hmm. because our own banks you know we have to support them to the point where they're not so reliant on bigger banks to underwrite Um, because what ends up happening is with our black owned banks their requirements end up being more rigid Gets in order for you to, you know, acquire the loans. Now, on one hand, it's good because that means that, for example, when we, when the whole subprime scandal, you know, uh, reared its ugly head, most of the mortgages that came from those banks were, you know, maintained themselves because they were not approving anyone with less than a certain credit score. I think it was like maybe 680 or so. Um, versus the larger, you know, non-Black banks that were going down as low as in the 5s, 520s, 530s, 550s. So from that point, that's that's great. But the other side of that coin is it doesn't give a whole lot of room for those credit may not be what it needs to be, but they have the, the cash that they've saved you know what I mean? So it doesn't give any room for opportunity for that individual, that business owner, um, to get their businesses going. But
0: so, um, and I'm sorry, and I and I think uh, a couple of things happen though too, like uh, the not the knowledge is not it's not frequently passed on to where it's just it can it can grow, meaning that I can take you to a point back home where um. I can't think of the brother's name right now, but he's he did the life insurance um company in Memphis, you know, and he had it going. I'm like, why did it stop? What made what made the influence shut down? Whereas, like my my grandfather had a construction company, but he didn't he didn't want us to he didn't want my brother and I to work. But I'm like my part of my name as the architect wasn't just because it just came out of nowhere. I've done carpentry work. My my father's father did carpentry work and he was a master barber. My mom's father, he was pouring concrete and, you know, he was when the mayors in the city needed concrete work, they was calling him up. Hmm. You know, so I'm like, a lot of times the knowledge is not pushed or passed forward or you know, seen as is something that needs to, to continue to go on. It's kinda like it's kinda like the baton effect and it's like running this race. And what what we've been saying, like when you run in a race, it's, it's, it's to leave something for the next for the next generation, like you said. And that's something that I, that's something that I just talked to my cousin about who is a teacher. I was like, look, why don't you set something up in granddad's name? Some type of fund where the kids that's in this, this graduating class, they can buy something for the next class that's coming in that can generate cash flow. You're showing the kids group economics. And then that next class can do the same thing for the next class. And then for the next class. So if you if you started leaving something, they may not get it right now as kids. But as they become teenagers the mind frame, the seed has been planted on group economics from just a mental standpoint because, like, I, I've been a teacher, and that's, that's how I taught my kids in first and second grade, where it was just like, okay, you, you smart, you smart, you smart, you smart. So you guys are the leaders. So with all the information that I'm going to pass on and teach, I'm going to share it to y'all. Y'all going to break it down to the other students, and now everybody can understand so now, mm-hmm. so, now, what I cover, you get it because now you having somebody that that's on your level age wise mental mm-hmm. you're gonna get it if you don't get right. if you don't get it, I understand we're gonna go over it until you get it, but it's like the schools and the system is not designed for um for that thought process is rejected. But now, what I'm hearing now is, now they starting to accept this this model and mind frame. And I'm like, again, to be a trendsetter is something my father always taught my brother and my sister and myself. And at times when you do that, you label this crazy. Some people lose, lose their mind on the journey that I've been on, but I'm like, I don't, I don't I don't hold those thoughts of other people on how I look at things or how I'm generating my profits or how I'm generating my growth or how I'm doing what I'm doing. I got to get what I got to get done because I don't have forever, and I know I don't. So my mm-hmm. so my thing is, let me teach my son. Look, son, you in, you in Taekwondo. Use your left and your right leg. Hey, man, sometimes... You may have to do a hundred kicks with your left leg as slow as possible. Because what it's gonna do is break you down and you gonna understand each motion. So when you kick somebody, they ain't not gonna wanna nine times out of ten mess with you. And you discipline yourself. You discipline your mind. You work in muscle memory. So it's just, you know, uh, it's just a um it's just a process that that um I'm looking forward to just seeing their growth, seeing what they're about, and um, using some of the skill sets that I'm learning to share with them so they can be productive individuals for for the collective of what they want to do and teaching them how to work together.
1: One one of the things um, that I am working on is actually two things. The first one is... Going to pursue a certification in becoming what's called a capture manager and eventually a mastermind, which basically is one who goes after government contracting. And the thing I like about government contracting is that it's not just here in America, it's actually all over the world. You can do that. Gotcha. One of the things that we have had, we've struggled with in business is scaling up scaling out our businesses. That's like, that's been our Achilles heel collectively as business owners, as entrepreneurs is how do I take my business from beyond being a mom and pop to something that um, I can truly leave to my children and when I leave it to them they're not necessarily having to work it necessarily but they can live off of the residual income and then they themselves can be what are what are called investors so they can take the proceeds from the businesses that you know we would have established and invest them into things that they that carry their vision their personal vision um but it requires us to to be able to scale out our businesses and so that's uh a study that I've been putting myself on and I'm saying all that to say that We need more of us to get into that realm. When I I first started, I was told that one of the highest paid government contracting companies is Lockheed. Lockheed by itself last year uh, brought in $40 billion. One company, $40 billion off of government contracting. And that's all they do is government contracting. The collective of my, what they call so-called minority businesses, which roughly there are uh, da, 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 around 2,000 minority certified businesses mm-hmm. that work in the um, government contracting realm.
0: Yeah.
1: Collectively, all of those businesses together only brought in $25 billion.
0: Oh, I can believe.
1: Okay. So why am I mentioning this? I'm saying this to say that, first of all, the amount of money that can be made is, like, ridiculous. Um, But it also shows that even with those of us who have gained access to that, we still are not at a point where we have really, really scratched the surface of the amount of money that we really could bring in. To our businesses, and then bring it to our community. So when you're talking about, can you imagine a Nipsey rus a, Nip- a Nipsey Hustle, uh, type man or woman sitting on twenty five billion dollars? Yeah. What kind of mountains can be moved? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Um. We we move beyond. Buildings into cities and states. Do you understand what I'm saying? And like in countries, you know, because there are some countries that don't even have that kind of money in their GDP, you know, so it takes our ability to um, expand on our reach and our impact, and it just takes it to a whole nother level. It, you know, it really does. But we have to. Be willing to to do our research and and commit the time, energy, and effort to learning it. And brother, I would tell you, um, I would venture to say sixty five to seventy percent of it is marketing. That's the reason why I'm mentioning it. Yeah, it's marketing. You know, and so unfortunately, you know, when I attended, uh, I attended an HBCU. University, Mass Media Arts major. And I loved my time there. However, probably if I had to do it all again, I probably would have majored in undergrad in marketing. Unfortunately, I didn't learn about what marketing was until I was really in my last few courses working on my MBA. Mm -hmm. And one of my professors, uh, we were given a group assignment and I was responsible for writing the marketing plan. And I just followed the template of the book. And when I submitted it, my professor pulls me aside and he says, you should have been a marketing major. And I'm like, well, what, you know, what the heck is marketing? You know what I mean? I, like nobody one had ever talked to me about it. But then when I learned all the different facets that come under the umbrella of marketing, whether it be, you know, promotion, whether it be quality control, So now I got to monitor the consistency of of product delivery, uh, whether it be uh, the channels of distribution. Now we're talking about logistics, Mm -hmm. whether it be sales, because sales and marketing are not the same. Sales is a subset of marketing. So whether it be sales, whether it be the usage of, um, you know, just various platforms, which is under the promotion piece, which. Uh, speaks to your question a little earlier about social media marketing. Um, Social media marketing has allowed us really to expand our reach to reach audiences that 25, 30 years ago, we, we couldn't even consider. It also eliminates the middleman because now, because of companies like Alibaba and other companies, market themselves where on social media, you can now order products that you desire to sell directly from the manufacturers. You don't have to go through the gatekeepers that you once had to go through. And that's not just in that realm. It's almost in every realm. Even I came out of music myself. I used to be a singer and a writer. And you know, when I was coming along, you really had to know your stuff and you had to have your stuff together because It was about shopping your demo, you know what I mean? So so that a major label would pick you up. Well, nowadays, you could be your own label. You could be responsible for your own um, marketing, your own distribution. Because now a lot of people, they've gotten away from CDs and all their streaming now. So gaining control over your social media Um, becoming familiar with Google ads and uh, becoming familiar with Instagram and some of the other platforms to promote your product is where it is now. You know, if you're a published author, you can use create space slash Amazon. Amazon brought out create space and you can write your own book Mm -hmm. and it can be printed on demand. You You know, you don't have to hold the inventory that you once had to hold going through some of these publishing companies that really didn't want our works there anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: no. you know. So when you talk about marketing and and just the the introduction and the and just the propelling of social media, it has really helped to level the playing field. You know, and now you can be a sensation in the comforts of your home and book a concert tour in finland because of the fact that they saw you online yeah and and to me that is ridiculous i love it i just love what that means i love the opportunities that exist in that yeah um and it's it there's no it to me it eliminates excuses like we don't have any excuses now for not being successful
0: no nah, like my uh and it's this podcast might cut off, but uh, like my my like my barber instructor said, um, excuses be a bridge to nowhere. That's right. And I was like, <laughs> man, you you know, you were on point. But I don't I don't want it to cut off on us. But I do, I do appreciate appreciate you, you know, sharing some sharing the wealth a lot of uh, knowledge and information tonight. You know, thank
1: you, brother. Same here.
0: Yeah. So. Hats off, and I I can't say nothing but peace because I know it's about to shut down.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 11 Lotus. Peace. Thank you
0: again. I got you.